Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Good morning. It's Tuesday, January 17th on a Tuesday that feels like a Monday. That is actually a Tuesday, but it definitely feels like a Monday. <sighs> okay, so I've got a bunch of people I've been talking for about, two, it's 9.51 right now. I think I got on about 8.30, so I am um, um, you know, about an hour and a half in if you want to look at charts. Uh, if you're listening in your car and you want to go back and, and look at some of these charts. So uh, I'm going to start off with Tesla just cuz it's personally one of the uh the biggest you know things in my craw. Uh, I am not in the stock. Not at all. In fact, I I got rid of the Arc funds uh at the end of the year. Uh so I don't have any of the Arc funds. I also don't have any Tesla. Uh I sold it for a um a capital gain. Uh so I wound up I'll probably wait for it. Today it's up four percent. It's up at one twenty-seven, um, and it's had a good climb. Its earnings are coming out here on January twenty-fifth. Uh, the algorithm had you in at one nineteen. You're at one twenty-seven, so the algorithm is actually positive. If you didn't buy at one nineteen, you could have gotten at one hundred one. And and it seems that that um, one hundred one is a very big, the 100 mark is kind of a, a, a support level. Um, I don't want to say that it's, it's an absolute support level because I continue to think that it's going to cover that daily gap that's back at about um, 85 or so. We'll look at it. But right now I'm looking at this on the algorithm. And in the algorithm is a four-hour uh, chart. So it's four hours each candlestick. And here's, we talked it last week. If you listen to my... Um, uh, uh, podcast last week, there was a, um, a YouTube video by, uh, trading price action. Financial wisdom is the, uh, the YouTube channel. And the title of the actual YouTube video is trading price action validated by trading volume. Go and watch that. And then come back here and look at this chart. Look at the volume in Tesla. The volume has been going up, but the stock has been going down. And it's been selling pressure on it. And you can clearly see the morning candles between 9.30 and 12.30 or 9.30 and 1.30 are significantly higher than the afternoon candles. This would tell me if you're going to buy or you're going to sell and you're going to do on a trade basis, you're probably better off doing it in the morning than you are in the afternoon just because you can catch either the high or the low, whatever you want. And if you're in TSLQ, it's probably good to look at the TSLA chart as well, um, or TSLI or whatever, TSLL. <clears throat> I think there's a bunch of short ETFs out there for this single stock. But this is a, a just a, a, a good chart. You're up above the nine day. Now, here's what I really want to talk about. Uh, Elon has been super vocal about the Fed stop uh, in raising rates. He wants them to just halt it. Uh, he wants to accelerate that timeline. 
And so what he's done is taken a luxury brand, an iconic brand that's in the S&P, Tesla, and he's done uh, basically made a $20,000 price cut in the two most popular uh, products that Tesla sells, the Model 3 and the Model Y. Uh, And I was telling you two before, this is an absolute business school study case. They will be studying this in Harvard. They will be studying this in Wharton. They will be studying this in every uh, business school over the next 10 years. Um, He said, Elon said, hey, let's drop the price of the best-selling car on the market and drop it by $20,000 while interest rates are rising. So interest rates are rising. Demand goes down. What does Elon do? He says, I want to spur on demand. So I'm going to drop the price by $20,000. Make no mistake about it. Tesla is not the only brand where demand is slowing down. GM, Ford, they're all having problems selling cars. You've seen the used car market dry up. We talked about the short squeeze on Carvana because they went out and bought a bunch of cars. And now they can't sell them for what they bought them for. Um, So consumer demand is slowing across the board. He wants to outcompete the market. So essentially what he saw was, hey, we took December and we took $7,500 off our most popular cars. And we saw some demand, but we didn't see a great demand. So what are we going to do in January? We're going to double that. We're going to go to $20,000 across the board down. And he doesn't have a problem filling his uh, luxury, which is the Model S and X. He doesn't have a problem with that. Uh, but he does want to outcompete the market. And the other thing is, all of these cars with a $20,000 price cut also qualify for the EV tax credit. So essentially, he gets you another $7,500 in your pocket. He's got crazy, crazy great ideas, and he's spurring it. Uh, the market's starting to realize that he's going to do this. It's going to cut into their margins. The questions on the earnings call on January 25th will be 100% around um, what are you doing with Twitter? Uh, what are you doing with autopilot? It probably will not be on the $20,000. It probably will not be on the margins. He's going to bring that up and the stock price will absolutely be affected by it. But I don't think he's going to have to talk about much about it. Uh, and one of the reasons why I don't think that, and again, a lot could change between now and the 25th, now and next week. Um, but what we saw over the weekend was the inventory of Tesla cars over the weekend were cut in half. So his process of cutting $20,000 off the most popular cars, it worked. His inventories were cut in half. Remember, he, he put up Texas. So Texas is producing the Model Y now. He put up Berlin. Berlin's putting up the Model Y right now. And he's still got Fremont running on all cylinders and China running on all cylinders. Uh, and he's expanding Texas. So essentially, he had more production than he had needs. So what did he do? He went out and sold a bunch of cars. They don't want uh, a bunch of cars sitting around. It's not the Ford model. It's not the GM model where they'll just ship them off to dealers and dealers have to deal with the, 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 the cars sitting on their lots. And then Ford has to give money back. It's not like that. Tesla doesn't have dealerships. Tesla has sales centers, but you order them online. Even if you go in there and you test drive it, you go and order it online. So it, it's an interesting kind of thing. And again, I think this is going to be studied. Uh, my personal car, by the way, this is how his $20,000 uh, cut in, in the price of Model 3 and Model Y has affected me personally. 
my car in October, uh, I went to look at buying a Model Y. And so I went to Tesla's website uh, or their app and I said, hey, let me look at what I could get Tesla to pay me for my car. And I went on and it was about $45,000. I think I was getting 48 from Carvana or um, uh, CarMax or one of the other ones where you do it online as well. It was between forty-five and 48,000. Now I have a 2018 Model 3, uh, has about 40,000 miles on it, uh, 40 to 50,000 miles on it, um, has full self-driving, uh, the upgrade. It's a dual motor, all-wheel drive, 19-inch wheels. So it's nothing uh, crazy. But that $45,000 this weekend, Tesla is offering me $24,000 for that same car. And that's four months, and your car is halved in value. Um, he's doing a lot for, for, for that brand. Now, I still think it's going down. Let's look at this chart. Let's move this chart from a four-hour to a, let's go daily, because I think daily does bring you back. It might be weekly, though. Um, because we were getting last time, yeah. See that gap right here? And I can't go back to where it is, but it's between 82 and 83. Um, you've put in a volume shelf right here. Let's bring back this volume shelf. Um, we'll bring it back as far as we can. Um, it goes back to do, 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 February 4th. Um, you're seeing the volume shelf build right there, but there's still a whole bunch of people holding up here at 214. At 214, once you get past this 128, 129, it could pull you all the way up here to 180, 170, 180. So I don't want to say, hey, don't buy this one because I do think you get into this one at some point in time. I may get back in. Um, I'm probably looking at holding on uh, through the earnings or you know, waiting until after the earnings. He's going to say something during these earnings and it's either going to tank the stock or it's going to increase the stock. One or the other. It's up 5% right today. So it's crazy, but I did want to start the show with that one. Um, if you go, just go to do your own research. Go to Carvana. Go to CarMax. Uh, look at Tesla used car prices. They're cut in half right now, and it's because he's willing to sell the the, the new inventory at bargain basement prices, and you get seventy five hundred dollars back. So again, it's a business case study. I think he's turning this company around. I can guarantee you, if he announces a CEO of Twitter. Uh, this, this stock will double, I'm sorry, not double. It'll go up by 20%. God, double. Ooh, what am I saying? Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Wow. They're telling me to look at Mara. <laughs> I'm live on YouTube <clears throat> while I'm recording this. So I'm trying to, trying to do that one. Mara is up at 861. If you guys were following me in the private Facebook group, I announced on Friday that I was not holding Bed Bath & Beyond or Mara through the weekend. Um, Mara wound up hurting me. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond wound up being a huge, huge benefit to me in selling off. Um, so let's take a look at some of the earnings this week. And this is what I want to start with um, because there are several companies that are announcing earnings. And my weekly stock pick um, has uh, identified that these these stocks could could pump. And go and look at my Twitter. Let's pull up my Twitter to see. Um, I posted this. He's got a great chart with the performance of each one of these. Um, uh, and I'm just pulling this up so you can see it. But he's got a great chart with each one of these. Oh, and there's the terrifying thing. By the way, Jim Cramer sees bullish signs. Uh, starting to emerge in the stock market. 
That's the fucking death cross right there. If you ever heard of a death cross, that's it. I mean, it's, that's just, ugh, God, ugly. Uh, here's what it is. Oh, did I weekly S and P performance? Now let's just go to my weekly stock picks. He, I know he's got it up there. Um, maybe I just didn't retweet it. Uh, here's what it is: Procter and Gamble watch list. Procter and Gamble earnings per share ninety two percent beat. Morgan Stanley eighty three percent beat. They they actually reported. I think they were slightly down, if not slightly up, but they've been running. Goldman Sachs reported. They kind of, they're down four or five percent. I like still like Goldman Sachs. I just like it at a cheaper price. Um, I don't think it's it's there. Netflix reports and Schwab reports. So the, I wanted to take a look at these companies now. Procter and Gamble is in a um, ascending triangle, and that's automatically put on there from TrendSpider. Um, it is trading at one fifty one. The algorithm doesn't have you in, and it's in a a, a, a downward kind of movement here. But if you can see that on the screen, and if you have TrendSpider, just pull up Procter & Gamble in the algorithm, but you can see that there's a cup kind of forming in this uh, um, uh, MACD, and it's going to cross up. And their earnings are coming up, I think it's today after the bell, uh, January 18th, tomorrow, uh, pre-market. Tomorrow pre-market, Procter & Gamble. Um, I like it here. I would have liked you to buy it at 124 rather than 154. Uh, I do think that there's a floor here at the 200 day at 140, but you've got to go through so many of these uh, these uh, volume levels to get down there. Um, I just see that you know the 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 146, then 142. I think if you can get this with a 14 handle. I, I think you'd be doing well in the long term. It is a, a fairly expensive stock when you look at it historically. Uh, the PE is at 26, should be around 17, but they're doing really, really well. Performance uh, year to date, they're down 0.45. You're buying it here at 150, just 8% below. It's 52-week high, but I think they, they manage things well. Again, Procter & Gamble is just a, a great company. Morgan Stanley reported, so you don't have the benefit of the pop, um, but they did kind of gap up here. They're at 97. They closed at 91. Um, so Morgan Stanley, let's, let me look at it real quick in Active Trader Pro just to see. Morgan Stanley, they must have said something during their earnings because it was, yeah, it's up 6%. 6% Morgan Stanley is at 97. Your boy here bought it at 10. What's the 52 week? Because I bought it at the it's 52 week. I, I timed it really bad. Small position, never went back in. Should have been adding to it. Haven't. Performance year to date, you're up 7%. It's 52 week high is 109. That's where your boy got in. That's where your boy got in. Your boy just didn't play this one right at all. Um, Schwab, I think they come up uh, later this week. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, SCHW is the uh, is the symbol. Uh, the algorithm has you in at 79, but you see that button hook there at 85. They are reporting. Um, is it after the bell? Pre market. They must have already reported. So they're not doing anything. Morgan Stanley's the big big mover of the day. Netflix comes up. Let's look at let me look at Goldman Sachs before I look at Netflix because Goldman Sachs is the last one we have to look at. <clears throat> Goldman Sachs 
I've told you to buy back here in October under 300 at 298. All you're doing with Goldman Sachs is probably coming down to the 90 day at 353. Uh, the 200 day is up at 341. I think 341 puts in your floor here. You can see there's clear, clear support at that 200 day. If you get the chance to buy this at 350 and you want to get into Goldman Sachs, I think anything with that 3.5 handle is good. It's coming back now. Uh, the, the current candle, the low is 3.58. The high is 3.66. So you're right there at 3.59. It probably just doesn't have. Again, it's just coming off of, of a swing. But uh, this is a good one to trade. Netflix I like. And I've done more of the Nike... Uh, the Nike workouts this weekend, and and I went over it with uh, some of the folks on Active Trade on I'm sorry YouTube Live, but if you just um, go to Netflix and search Nike, you can find they have a ton of workout programs up there, and they're great. They're really good workout programs. Um, the two weeks to a better core, great workout, and it's not hard. It's super simple. Doesn't get your heart rate super high. If you want, you know that that sign up for Peloton. I mean, Peloton has great workouts. Um, you don't need the bike. Do the, you know, just go to YouTube and look up Peloton hack. Uh, that's what I did. I bought a $200 bike off of uh, Amazon, and I paid $12 a month for, um, for the Peloton app, and I liked it. I hated Apple Fitness. Didn't like Apple Fitness. But Netflix has this button hook kind of going on up here. It's expensive. Um, it got, the algorithm got you in at $290. I'd have rather seen you buy it under 200. I kind of was touting this one. Anything under 200, you should buy it. Did your boy buy it? Your boy did not buy it. Your boy small boyed this one and said, oh, I'm too afraid. I'm too afraid. Um, but you're seeing that button hook right before earnings. Earnings are January 19th. And I think this one's after the bell. Post market. So it's Wednesday after the bell. I'd like to see you in here under 300. And I, I don't know that you're going to have the opportunity because I don't know what they're going to say. If they come out, I was reading last night, the ad tier does not work on Apple TV. Your boy here is in Apple TV. The ecosystem is throughout my house. I, I, I don't have a way of getting the ad supported tier. So I'd have to go with Chromecast or a secondary streaming advice, uh, device. So I'm kind of stuck. I don't mind it. But I'd rather see you under 300 in this one. And I do think at some point in time, with a recession, uh, if a recession looms, if we get another rate hike, I think this one comes down to 300. Now, mind you, I also think that this gap back here, uh, I've said this before, this gap to 350, 347 is right where it's at. I think you fill that one. And I think you fill it on this current run. So, but it's not worth it to buy it at 320 and just think that, okay, 340 is going to happen because they could say something on, it's just the, the risk reward benefit is not there. Um, I wanted to take a look at just, I haven't taken a look at this one, but Macy's, uh, remember when I said it dipped under 20, I said, you should get it. Your boy didn't get it, but I should have cause it's at 23 right now. Oof. Should have bought that one. Um, some commodities, FCX, Freeport, McMoran. This one's up at 44. The algorithm had you buying in just before at 
And that was on January 4th. So you're what, 13 days in and you're up 10%, 15%, somewhere in that neighborhood. Oof. Yeah. Cleveland Cliffs, uh, another. Remember what these guys said. These guys said, hey, we're going to be able to reduce our costs and charge more. And boom, it took off. 1618 was on December 22nd was the buy-in. Um, you're at 2123. Uh, I do not want to see you buy into this one. The RSI is at 77. The, the MACD is just too high. There's better places to put your money. Costco is almost up at 500. Uh, Costco at 489. Their earnings are coming up um, in February, March, March 2nd. So they, they're, they're way past. I think you get these gaps here down here filled if we get into a recession or something happens. Now, the problem is if they announce between now and March a membership increase, you're going to see this one explode up to 550 again. So uh, I do think that that's a huge one. Uh, I posted a, um, an article about four REITs that are trading under their book value. And these are big REITs. And these are pretty good uh, charts right now, too. Medical Properties Trust had a buy-in on December 23rd at $11.10. Their earnings come out February 1st. Now, if we look at MPW, M is in Medical Properties um, here. The book value is $14.74 a share. Your dividend is 9.04%. You're 45% below your 52-week high. You're 31% above your 52-week low, which is only $9.90. So this one, with their earnings coming out, it's been on a current run. If you would have gotten in here at 11, I'd like to see you get in at 11. You just crossed the 200-day. So it's probably going to wind up below that 200-day again at 12. I don't want to see you buy this one. The catalyst are the earnings. But if for some reason they announce that they've got an increase in... Um, in some type of uh, leasing or something like that, you could see this one pop up. SACH, Sasham Capital Corp. Um, this is one that, again, is crossing the 200-day. Uh, the algorithm had you in here at 342 on January 6th. Uh, if we look, SACH, the book value is $5.65 a share. This one's paying a 13.87% dividend. Uh, you're 40% below your 52-week high. You're 19% above your 52-week low. Year-to-date, 13% increase. Big move in these ones. People are moving towards dividends. Uh, S-A-F-E, safe. This one is safe hold company. Um, and go to the article if you want more details on this. It's just crossing the 200-day. The algorithm has you in at 30. Uh, their earnings are coming up February 13th. It is kind of high um, on, on the chart perspective from a MACD perspective, from a uh, RSI perspective. This is a 2.16%. Uh, its book value is 34. And it's trading just below that at 33. Uh, let's look at Starwood. You guys know Starwood. This is uh, Starwood property. I think they, they own some type of hotel chain. I think it's Hilton or something. Um, uh, or they have Hilton in their thing. 1887 on January 4th. All of these had January 4th cross-ups. 1887, and boy, it's run up. It's at 2031. 
hasn't crossed the 200 day, but if it does cross the 200 day, which is at $20.60, it should cover this gap at 21. Uh, STWD, let's look at the dividend and book value. The dividend is 9.53. The book value is 21.02. P is 7. Year to, year to date, it's up 9%. Performance over one year, down 20%. So if you believe in travel, I, th- I think Starwood would be your, uh, your best bet because, again, I, I think from a chart perspective, I think you have upside movement on this one. Uh, and medical properties, I think, has the biggest upside potential with a good dividend. So between those four, go and read that article that I posted on Twitter. Um, we talked about Mara. And we talked about Mara being up at, let me see where it's trading at right now. Mara is trading at $8.16. It's down, it seems, from its uh, from its recent high, which was $8.40 something. So the day's range is between $8.11 and $8.73. So it's down slightly. I sold this, I think, it in the mid-8s somewhere no probably mid sevens so i'm down from where you know i bought it but i can always get back in not a problem um bed bath and beyond we went over this one you want to trade this one and trade with momentum uh i don't think that this one right now at three dollars 98 cents it does seem to have momentum on the five uh five minute chart um so if you want to get into that one trade that one cvna I went over all of these last week with the the short squeeze. CVNA um, probably has momentum. Let me wait. Yeah, it's it's above its nine day. It's within the Bollinger Bands at seventy dollars seven dollars and eight cents. It's got its volume kind of popping up. So trade them a little bit carefully. Uh, one that I want to toot my own horn on and yell at myself for not actually buying is Roblox RBLX. This one's popped up. It's going to have a gap here uh, on this candle. It's above its 200-day. It is up 10%. It was up 15% in pre-market. This was trading at around $38 pre-market. Um, they, had their, they, they had to do something. Let me see what, what happened with this one. Or it might just be that a lot of people wanted to get in. Um, uh, upbeat bookings update. <clears throat> users you can read the the stock thing but i'm kicking myself not for getting in the algorithm had you december 29th 26 dollars and 61 cents i told you there was a gap up here that should be filled it got filled all the way to 32 i would say since you're above the 200 day take your profits if you're in this one trade it so so watch it but it's on its way down probably coming back down to its 200 day of 35 that would be my guess um boil is up and natural gas uh, is up. So let me look at boil. <clears throat> um, I don't know what the current board says. Boil is uh, up 7%, 8% at $11.50. Boil still does not have confirmation on a four hour chart. Just telling you, KOLD still has that confirmation. I have gone over this enough times that you guys, if you haven't looked at the charts by now, hit me up. I'll go over the charts again for you. But I think those are, those are pretty much done. Now, let's go over some uh, user requests. Uh, the degenerates on YouTube who sit there and listen to me all morning have requested about 15 stocks. So I'll go over them all. CF Industries. 
which is a fertilizer company. Uh, the algorithm has you buy in here at $83.90. You're trading at $86.94. Their earnings are coming up on February 14th. Your RSI is in no man's land. It's 52. Your MACD is kind of low. I don't know that you're going to get hurt by buying it here because I do think that you come at least sometime this year. You come up to that 200 day. Um, we also, I think we have a pretty good dividend if I remember on this one. 1.84. Your PE is 5. It's not crazy. Um, you know, year, year to date, you're up 2, 2%. One year, you're, you're up 28%. Your 52-week high is 119. That's up 26%. You're below that. Uh, your 52-week low is 63. So I, I don't think CF is crazy. I think it's a fertilizer company. I think with some of the Ukraine stuff, I think you're fine. Um, but I, 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 you know... The difference between 83 and 86 on this one, not huge, because I do think that at some point in time this year, you come up to this 200 day at 100. It's a well-run company. I don't see anything wrong with that one. UAN, I know nothing about these guys. CVR Partners. Um, chart doesn't look, eh. I mean, it, it had the death cross um, back here in December, uh, and it's got you in at 99, but it's trading at 105. Um, the RSI is up at 57. So it's in no man's land. The MACD is kind of crossing the oscillator. So let me see what UAN is. Um, basic materials, agriculture, they got a 21% dividend. I mean, crazy, crazy 21% dividend. Where is their ex-dividend date? doesn't even tell me. They just passed their ex-dividend date in November. So you're probably looking out to March. You're looking at this one. The pop on this one will come with earnings February 17th. That's probably the next catalyst on this. Your PE is 4.39. Goldman just downgraded it yesterday. Buy to neutral. They pushed it down to $3 price target. Um, am I on the right one? UAN. Um, yeah, that's crazy. How did their price target go from $5 to $3? Um, November, oh, that's January 16th, 2020. <laughs> that's why. Three years ago. So imagine if you had bought this one at three years ago at $3. I mean, let's look at, let's go back and look at a monthly chart. Three years ago. Yeah. I don't know where they were getting. Oh, January, 2020. You just had a crash. We're still at $21. I don't know. It's crazy. But UAN, uh, that's one. Again, from an algorithm standpoint, I think you could get into this one and still be okay because I think you come up to this 200-day at 119, which is a good, you know, 15%. And if you do have that 20% dividend, I mean, why not hold on to it for that? NEM, uh, Newmont, I think this is a mining corporation. Um, you're above the 200 day. You just had your golden cross here in December, right before the ex dividend date. You got a couple gaps down below you. The RSI is at 61. It's going down. The MACD is about to cross down. You had a buy in here at 47. I don't know that it, short term, I don't know that I'd get into this one um, right now, but let's see what the dividend is. Uh, the dividend is 4%. PE is 44. I don't know why you'd get into this one. No idea. From a chart standpoint, no idea why. 
uh, NTR. Again, if you know something about the company, I'm just doing chart perspective. But if you know something about the company, um, then, you know, get into it. Uh, NTR, which is Nutrien, which is another fertilizer company. This one is below its 200 day. And it's clear that it's using its 200 day as resistance level. Uh, 76 is where it's trading at right now. Your 200 days at 81. In my mind, that's the best you're going to do. 81. So you just passed your ex-dividend date. Your earnings aren't coming up until February 15th. Uh, NTR. Let's look at NTR. Um, NTR, 3% dividend. You're 34% below your 52-week high. You're 13% above your 52-week low. It's got PE of 4. Year-to-date, it's up 2%. Performance for one year, it's up 3%. But it is a sliding stock. I mean, look at this one. 101 all the way down to 70. You got multiple bottoms down here. Um, it's probably going to hit that bottom again. So I, I'd probably wait until this one gets down below 70 if you like it. But I don't see anything anything positive in NTR at all. BMO, Bank of Montreal. This is why you wanted to know about uh, some Canadian stocks. Um Banks have been doing really, really well. This is a bank that just crossed its 200-day. The 200-day is right down here at 93. It's at $98. Um, from this one, I would say, okay, you're covering this gap back here. Well, you kind of covered that one. Uh, it's RSI is 74. There's no reason to get into this right now. There's so many more better stocks you know, out there than Bank of Montreal. Um, so many better. I mean, just look at Bank of America. I mean, you know, if you want to talk about you know, taxes and holding a, 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 a Canadian stock, I mean, just look at Bank of America. You're right here at your 200-day at 34. Now, your RSI is high. It's at 59. Your MACD's crossing. You had your earnings. I mean, look at the pop uh, right there. But I do think you have the opportunity to go to 40 on Bank of America in a good, in a good market. Morgan Stanley, they're up huge today uh, just based on earnings. Goldman Sachs is at 355. They're coming down. And Goldman Sachs, I think if you get it with the 3-4 handle, you're, you're better off than Bank of Montreal. Um, Morgan Stanley, huge gap up here. I mean, you know, the algorithm has you at 85. I wouldn't buy this one right now. But my point is, I, I think Bank of Montreal had its run. So I don't think that there's anything to get into there. Um, Toronto Dominion Bank, probably same thing. Yeah, not super exciting. The algorithm has you buy in at 65.73. Just so you know, the algorithm makes you 10% on this. Buying and holding the asset makes you 11%. Um, you win 44% of the time. Uh, 25 positions, you win 10, 10 times. Uh, your, your max average win is 5%. There's nothing hugely exciting about this. Nothing exciting. BN, let's look at BN, Brookfield Corporation. Um, this one just crossed its 200 day on the algorithm. Um, it's kind of in an upward trend, but the R size is 71. Um, I don't know why you'd buy into this one right now. Um, it's a 1.5% dividend year to date. I mean, you're only 17 days in, you're up 13%. Uh, double bottom right here at 31. That was clear that 31 was probably the buy. I think if you trend line this one out, the tops that you're looking at is probably 36. 
no reason to get necessarily get in at 35. I think you're going to see more downturn on this one. You can see this, the, the price is going up, but the volume's coming down. So at some point, this one has to come down. Uh, that volume is too strong on the downward trend right now while the stock's going up. I don't understand why it's going up, but the volume's coming down. Volume's gonna, volume will win at some point. So BN. Now we have Carnival Cruises. Um, Carnival is one that I, I've never liked. And the reason I haven't liked it is because of COVID. Um, there are still people who will not go on a cruise because of COVID, but that is not a reason not to buy this stock and not to believe in this stock because there are far more people who want to go on cruises than people who are staying off because of COVID right now. The reason I don't like this because of COVID is they took out so much debt and that debt is going to come and, and bite them in the butt. Um, they, they did several capital offerings. So if you're looking at this one and saying, you know, let's, let's take a look at a weekly on this one and you're saying, hey, um, you know, they were during pre-COVID, they were a $40 stock and they're trading at 10. Well, yeah, they took out so much debt that that 10, their PE ratio is still, you know, they're not making money. Their forward PE is 11. When they start turning profitable, I think you're going to see it move up. Now, what I can't argue with is that they're up 30% year to date, 17 days in the month, and they're up 30%. You're 75% above your 52-week low of $6. You're 55% below your 52-week high of 23. Um, But you can see their earnings per share next year is expected to grow substantially. I think they're going to bring this down. Um, Let's look at the algorithm because I think they have earnings coming up. Or they've already passed it. They just passed it. Um, they announced 85 cents per loss. And you've seen it go down. And, and right at January 1st, $7.96. You're covering the gap here. Um, and the gap is up to 10.94. Do you buy it at 10.80 thinking that you cover the gap at 10.40? Probably not. I think you're going to come to this, this, you know, if there's a, a short of CCL, I'd probably play the short. Because I think you'll come back down to $9 before you go to $12. There's just nothing bringing it up to 12. Your RSI is at 82. And I'm sorry to tell you, you missed the run. Um, I think it's coming down below this, this 200 day. You know, if we look at um, uh, Norwegian Cruise Line, uh, which is Norwegian uh, Cruise. How do I? What's Norwegian? And ugh. Uh, let me look up. Norwegian cruise stock NCLH. That's what it was. I just I, my ADD, my Alzheimer's, all this stuff. It's all kicking in. NCLH. Look at this one. You got a gap up here, seventeen oh two to seventeen fifty two. Your RSI is again at 79. Do I think it's going to run to fill this gap? It very well could. And at $12, when you saw this turn, I mean, hindsight is 2020. I'd tell you to buy in at that 12 and you'd be up 20%. You crossed your 200 day. It is clear every time it crosses that 200 day, it just comes back down to the 200 day. So I'd rather see you, uh, if it doesn't, um, if it doesn't cover that gap, Buy at 14, and then at some point, it, it go, gets up to the 17 to cover that gap. 
So that's kind of my taking on, on, on CCL. Um, there's a lot of people asking me questions on YouTube, but I will get to you guys after I finish the podcast. Um, so you guys who are listening to the podcast, we're 40 minutes in. Um, we're about two hours in on the, uh, on the YouTube live. But one that the only one that I thought that was worthwhile bringing up on a scan uh, scan was ATAI. This is a biopharma com- company, and I usually don't like bringing up biopharma companies, but this one was interesting because um, ATAI, if we go to Finviz and we look this one up, make no mistake, they are not making money. This is an ARC fund uh, find. Year to date, you're only 17 days in. You're down 32%. But remember, I always say any reaction in the market is an overreaction. Your 52-week range is between 145 and 632. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, your 52-week low is 145. You're 30% above that. You're 70% b- below your 52-week high. Now, if you look at this chart, there's an interesting gap here. And, and the gap came about on January 5th, uh, and you can see the huge spike in volume here. Uh, but the gap came about when they announced, and you can read about it here in the top one, uh, Trippy Trading, Psychedelic Stocks for 2023. And if you go down and you look, it is the uh, ATAI. There's a quote, 2023 could be a make or break year for the company. So there's a, you know, you you see that article, you see the RSI at 36, you see it crossing up at a buck 80. It's trading at 186 right now. It does not have a lot of volume. So be very careful with this one. Does not have a lot of volume. So if you do go in with a fairly large trade, selling and buying might be a little bit hard. But that chart tells me that there could be a possibility you go back and you fill this gap to 260. Now, could you fill it up to 220, 218, 230? Yeah. I mean, again, you want to take your 10%. You want to take your profits whenever you can. Trade this one. Uh, I just thought it was interesting because, A, uh, I trust ARC Research. Um, and I think that, you know, you can look into any one of these ARC, um, uh, just do a, go to a website where they, they track all the ARC trades. And see if they're adding to ATAI. If they're adding to ATAI, I'd add it. Because they know a hell of a lot about pharmaceuticals. Way more than I know. Um, so I'd add to it. So, um, yeah. And Tesla is up at almost crossing 130, by the way. Um, so I think that the only scan that I had was ATAI. Everything else, I, I don't think. This week, again, earnings. Uh, an er- interesting earnings play is Netflix. I think that one's... Uh, Procter and Gamble, I think, is an interesting earnings play, um, and I think Tesla. I think you could once you have the confirmation on this one. We do. When you look at the Tesla chart, even on the algorithm, um, we have the confirmation up, and you're seeing it above the the nine day, right? the nine day and the twenty one day. You're trading at the top of the Bollinger Bands. It's kind of touching the fifty day. Um, when it gets above that fifty day. That would be the first time since October that it got above the 50-day. So I, I think that might be a, a fairly good turnaround for this stock. Um, but I do think long-term it's going to 85. So I would be rather careful 
with the trade on Tesla. But I, 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 again, I, I say it's a business case study. This, this will be studied whether it be good or bad. Um, I don't know the outcome, but it's, it's, it's such a bold business move. It really is. And such a smart business move in my mind. Um, you know, it hurts me in the pocket because it does take $20,000 out of the, the worth of my car. But I can't argue with the, the logic in it. I, and, and it'll be interesting. You know, January, January 25th, when the earnings come up, it'll be interesting to hear the logic behind the decision. Uh, and I think they, they had this all planned out. I think they, they planned it out last year. I think they knew exactly what they were doing. So, um, you know, I, I think his confidence will, will shine through on that one. Uh, if you have any questions, follow me on uh, all the socials. Uh, look at the link tree down below, and you can follow me on YouTube. If you're looking at the charts on YouTube, great. Um, again, if you, if you want to sign up for TrendSpider, um, DSP25 is the, 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 um, the discount, gets you 25% off. And I think you can sign up monthly for that 25% off. It's great. Um, if you want to use it, I'll give you my algorithm. I'll give you my um, uh, uh, proprietary scan that I use every morning to go through stocks. Um, it's, it's a great, great tool. If you're making very few trades, do not sign up for TrendSpider. If you're actually doing trading, it's just another tool in your arsenal, and it's so good. And, and, and I think most people who have signed up, you know, go and ask in the Facebook group. I'm thinking of signing up for TrendSpider. Is it worth it? I think you'll get some, some really good answers back um, and some insights. Maybe some people don't like it. Like I, I suggest fidelity to everybody. And, and one listener said, Barb, um, uh, she said, hey, I, I didn't like fidelity. It just was not good. They didn't treat me well. So it's not, sometimes it's not for everybody. But I, I do say, um, you know, it, it's another tool in your arsenal. I can't trade without it. If you have any questions, hit me up on the socials. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Take care.